<clears throat> hey guys, and welcome to another episode of You Want to Talk About It? <laughs> um, this episode, uh, I wanted to answer some questions that people asked online. Um, on my Instagram, I put it out for people to ask me some questions having to do with uh, fun, heavy topics. And um, some people asked me some questions. And then um also wanted to talk about um, Halloween in general. I'm not sure when this episode will be out. Hopefully Halloween day or the day after. But um, yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about Halloween. It is my favorite holiday ever. Um, mainly because I grew up, um, with Halloween being the devil's holiday, super evil. And I'm like, okay, well, that just, you know, tell me not to reach into the cookie jar and I'm just going to fucking do it. So, um, yeah, but before I do that, um, I'm thinking that I would like to answer, um, a couple of these questions first. One of them, and I don't know if people wanted to be anonymous, but um, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you'll know it was your question. But um, I have someone who asked, what is your best coping skill or when having a panic attack? Those are two different questions the way they stated them. So um, I'm going to interpret them the best way I can. So what is your best coping skill when having a panic attack? Um... I mean, coping skills are definitely how I interpret them, and I feel like I should absolutely say that I am not, like, a licensed therapist or anything, although there are definitely plenty of licensed therapists who are loaded um, pieces of crap, or full of crap, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not a therapist or anything, so um, this is all my opinion, what I've studied myself, and my own life experiences, but... um. For coping skills, I feel like it really depends on you as a person, like how you are dealing with your, like, like what experience you're dealing with specifically. Everyone deals with trauma in so many different ways and there's so many different types of trauma and everyone feels it differently for the most part. So it's really hard to kind of compare them. But for me personally... I guess like a coping mechanism for me, it's like when I'm having, um, a panic attack or I'm triggered and I am now having flashbacks. I, for me, my triggers and my flashbacks, um, they come mentally, emotionally, um, and physically. So I guess I'm, my triggers are like a triple threat. So, which is like, you know, super cool. Um, I'm like top tier and shit. Um, I'm a threat motherfucker. What's up? So, uh, <laughs> um, that's my, um, oh, that's a coping mechanism right there that I do, which is comedy. Um, yeah. So comedy, comedy, so much fun when you're dying on the inside. Uh, okay. So when I'm having like a panic attack, I guess, or a trigger. I still haven't figured out a good word to really call that. Even when I was in therapy for so long, we never really knew what to call it because we didn't want to give it a negative term. But um, 
basically, I'm not okay. Like, more so than normal. I'm having, like, a funky moment. Um, not the good funky. The bad funk E. And, um, for me, I have to just let the emotions do their thing. I need to let it have its voice. And it's hard still because there are still moments when I get into such a bad place. The triggers are so bad. The voices are so loud that it's it's like you get it was like I get lost so basically I try to let the emotions and the experience what I know for me needs to be heard because my biggest thing is my little girl needs to be heard and she needs to be validated she needs to be seen and I'm the only one that can do that for the most part because um, you really can't rely on other people to, you know, I mean, you can't have other people heal you. You have to heal. So, um, yeah, I basically just have to let her run her course. But at the same time, make sure that I don't get so low or I lose myself to the point where I want to hurt myself. Um, and I do definitely have um, suicidal thoughts. Um and things like that where I have thoughts where, um, like I want to hurt myself and it's interesting because I don't want to hurt myself. It's just like it, I feel like I would love to talk to this about other people as well because, um, who are experiencing like the same thing, have been through childhood traumas and then have attempted suicide or have suicidal thoughts, um, as I feel like it's just like automatic. Your body's like, oh, you should like hurt yourself. And you're like, why? I don't know. Just do it. Okay. And it's like, huh? How did we get here? Someone explain this to me. God damn it. And uh, yeah, because I, I have attempted suicide three times in my life. First when I was around 11 years old. And then two more times in my mid to late 20s. Uh, I don't remember the exact ages. But um, after those attempts in therapy, I realized that it's not this whole thing where it's like, oh, I totally want to die. Like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. That's not what it is. It's that I don't want to feel and be in pain anymore. And that seems like the only option is to literally just cut the pain. Just stop it. Like, if you're not alive anymore, you're not in pain anymore, right? Like, it makes sense. Like, there you go. Boom. Um, And once I understood that, that it wasn't that I wanted to kill myself or hurt myself. It's that the pain was so intense and still is so intense that I wanted to do that, my brain automatically went to just end it, just go dark and everything will, all the pain will stop. And it's just kind of like, I feel like it's just a last resort in your brain. It's so much pain. You, you don't know where to go, but just to cut it all off. So that for me, 
was, I feel like that is definitely for me personally, a coping mechanism is understanding every part of me, every part of my trauma, no matter how painful it is, because the more understanding I have, the more control I have over it. And when you are abused as a child, it really is about, you know, the abuser is really trying to take away your control because they're trying to feel like they are in some semblance of control. So for me, it's a version, it's my way of taking back my control by understanding all of my crazy shit that's going on in my brain due to my fucking trauma. So I hope that answers that in some way, shape or form. I tend to um, go off on other stories because it's very hard for me to focus Um, so many times getting hit in the head and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll I'll probably go back to it if I think of something else, but um, it's usually how it works for me. I'm like, let me go off on this story, and then I'll go off on that story, and then what was I talking about? I don't, like, what's life? What is, I just don't even know anymore. Uh, story of my life. What is life? I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, I had someone else, um, ask about, uh, my thoughts on bipolar disorder. Uh, I'm assuming it's bipolar disorder because they put the abbreviations BPD, so bipolar disorder, you can only assume that's what it means. Hopefully that's correct and it's not something totally random because I am horrible with abbreviations. So we're going to go with bipolar disorder and I'm pretty sure that's correct. So I have not done uh, like a ton of research on bipolar disorder, but so I will only say my personal opinion on it, which I feel like that's all I really can do. I'm not a researcher on it or a scientist on it or a psychologist on it or anything like that. So, um, I personally think that people who have bipolar disorder, uh, I feel like, I I personally think that it is absolutely a direct result of trauma, especially, mostly trauma from childhood. Um, there, from what I have researched and red and everything by your brain doesn't just split itself like that into one two different personalities three four five who like there are cases of people who have had um trauma as children abuse as children and they have a hundred different personalities that's insane do you like the amount of abuse that has to be done to you for your brain to try to cope with it that it creates that many different personalities just one other personality within yourself wow like to me I see that as a direct result of childhood um abuse and trauma like I just really don't see it in any other way and the way that I've only heard doctors speak of bipolar disorder is it's a chemical imbalance and you have to either you just have to take medication for it and then that's it and then you're fucked and I've known friends who've had partners 
who had bipolar, who were bipolar. And all I ever heard, um, was, well, they're on this medication and it worked for a little bit, but then it didn't. So then they were on this medication and it worked for a little bit and then it stopped working. So then they got on the other medication and basically there was like five or six medications. And once they all stop working, the person is fucked. And then they're just alone with all of this shit, not knowing what to do. And doctors just go, I don't know, get out of my face. And I think it's so much deeper than just a chemical imbalance. I absolutely 100% believe that is due to childhood trauma. Because there's just like, to me, it's like there's no other logical explanation as to why your brain decides to just fucking create a whole nother personality. That is, that is literally a coping mechanism right there. So actually that's kind of interesting because that also chimes in with, um, the first person's question with, um, coping skills. Um, like, wow. Yeah. I just think it's, I think the way people talk about bipolar disorder is not helpful at all. (laughs) The way it's just said to be a chemical imbalance um yeah because actually one of my coping mechanisms growing up um and it's gotten a little bit better now but it's still uh a daily occurrence is I blocked out all of my abuse growing up um because I couldn't uh deal with it because obviously it's trauma you deal with trauma in different ways but children do not have the ability to um, understand adult situations because literally their brain, your brain as a child is not developed enough. You literally don't have the brain pieces. I should research that so I know the exact wording for it. But I have researched that um, as a child, your brain isn't developed enough to understand certain things, which is why, like, you know, kids are... I mean, you're literally discovering yourself that's why like kids don't have um really social boundaries they just you know they put their hands down their pants in public at like six and seven eight nine years old and you're like dude what are you doing they're like what I don't care like what what am I doing and you're like what the hell like they just don't see it as an issue they don't even know what they're doing because they they're not there they haven't turned into adults yet and seen that everything is sexual and blah 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 blah. like so ugh. anyways I um oh right oh my god I kind of had a brain fart but then I I came back from it that was amazing so yeah one of my coping mechanisms as a child was to black everything out and then eventually over time whenever I was able to whenever I was mentally able to deal with my trauma my brain would start to let me remember all of the the abuse. And that's basically what happened is I, my entire childhood was black and I was like, I don't understand. Like, this is weird. And as I got older, I started to go, that's weird, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like I started asking just like random friends and stuff. Like, do you remember your childhood? And they're like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, I think a lot, (laughs) like, I'm pretty sure there's like a lot wrong. Like, I don't know. I don't remember anything. Like, I remember like this one day, and even that was bad. So what is happening? Oh. And uh yeah, so it was kind of a, a coping mechanism for me was just control alt deletes. 
And then, like, we'll go into the backups later and find that shit. Oh, my God. And, um, I'm going to say and, um, a lot. Oh, so, yeah. So, now what happens is, unfortunately, I have what a doctor told me, short-term memory loss. They were just like, oh, yeah, you totally have that. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. Um... Yeah, I don't remember things very well, and there's still a ton of stuff, even in my early 20s, that I don't remember at all. And I've and so I have a lot of brain farts, that's what I call them, because I'll have a, be having a conversation, and then just all of a sudden, everything that I was talking about for the last, like, 20, 30 seconds to, like, a minute, I have no idea what I was just saying Like, it's just gone. I'm like, I knew I was saying something. I just don't know what the topic was at all. Or where it was going with something. And it very much feels like my brain is, like, running really, really fast. It's like in anime, in, like, Naruto, when (laughs) they're ninja running, right? And, but instead of, like, flawlessly running with their body hanging over like that, um... I, my head falls on the ground and I trip and fall over myself. And that's basically what it feels like my thoughts are doing. It's like they're going so fast and it gets too fast. And because my brain didn't develop normally, um, it doesn't know how to deal with, I don't know, fast thoughts, basically. Thoughts in general, too many thoughts. We don't like too many, apparently. Um, love to get, I would love to get my, uh, my brain cat scanned and have someone go, holy fucking shit, you are dead inside. I'll be like, I know. Cool. Can I get a photo? Um, so I'm desperately trying to remember, I'm, I'm trying not to have my brain do a brain fart, but it's, it's starting to shit go away. Um, the fuck? Sorry about Naruto running. Um, uh, this is why my friend helped me co-host the first one. Because my brain hurts a lot. Raise your hand if your brain hurts a lot. I hope none of you raised your hand, but I know you did. Shit. Um, so yeah, bipolar disorder. Coping skills during panic attacks. I would definitely say always have someone that you can call. I know for me personally, I need to have someone just listen and be supportive and not try to fix the situation because there's nothing to fix. I'm sad about things, horrible things that happened in the past and I just need support. And I think that's what everyone needs for the most part, especially when it comes to child abuse. Because you can't change the past. It's happened already. Um, you just need a motherfucker to listen or hold you, hug you, and not abandon you. So, it's pretty simple, but most people don't know what the fuck is happening. So, that makes us, who have to deal with it, mm, not have a fun time dealing with it even more. So, yeah. Um... All right, so now that those super fun questions are done, 
thank you guys for asking them, by the way. Um, actually, I think... Um, there was another one that it didn't really have to do with uh, with this specific kind of topic at all. But um, it's a sad topic, so I guess we will talk about it because uh, I talk fucking fast. And especially with no co-host, um, I just need to fill up um, as much shit to talk about as possible because I talk so fucking fast. So... Someone else asked this question, um, can you give some advice for someone going through heartbreak? And my whole life has been heartbreak, so, like, you've come to the right place. Um, (laughs) but I'm assuming you mean heartbreak through a relationship and a significant other. Um, I honestly never really understood. Well, I guess it depends on what kind of heartbreak. Oh, God, my brain is, like, trying to analyze every aspect of heartbreak in every scenario right now. And it hurts my brain. Um, Because everything for me is, like, well, it depends on the scenario. Like, heartbreak, like, they just disappointed you. Or, like, they cheated on you and you're pissed off at them. Or, like, you're sad that they're gone and you still want to be with them. That's one that I've never understood. Um... So, I would honestly need to know more details about the heartbreak. All I can say is that, like, if someone doesn't want to be with you, then you shouldn't want to be with them. Like, you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. Like, first and foremost. For everyone. Like, fuck that shit. Um, and I hope this isn't for, like... A loss in the family or something. See, this is why I need details. I need details for questions. Because um, this could be so many different scenarios. But I would just say to also, like, look at everything about the situation, about the relationship that ended. And try to, like, you just need to understand everything. Like, I've never, I don't. I've never really been, like, sad. I, I was sad, like, the first time I was in a relationship and it ended. And after that, I, I was never sad again after all my relationships ended. Because I was immediately like, oh, you were a piece of shit. And I was blinded by, like, infatuation slash so-called love. And that was dumb. So I don't want to do that anymore. And you're dumb. Because now I... Because I was just infatuated so much that I just didn't want to see all the shitty things you were doing and now I do so bye bitch um that's as I yeah I'm sorry I need more details of what the situation is um just love yourself you don't need anyone else people are there to enhance your experiences but they should not be the reason you're having experiences i just made that shit up boom okay so now we are going to um we're going to talk about halloween and why it is so awesome to me it is my favorite holiday i don't celebrate any other holiday i love halloween time i love spooky shit i love scary shit um I love specifically, like, fantasy scary shit. Like, I don't like gore, porn, 
where it, like the first Saw movie was awesome. All the other ones were just for the sake of like, let's watch people be ripped apart for the sake of them being ripped apart. That to me is not fun. So I like, like ghost stories are my favorite. Insidious, Conjuring, those are so much fun. So scary. I love it. But uh, the reason I love Halloween so much is because I said in the beginning, uh, I was n- it was the devil's holiday, super bad and shit. And I was a rebel and I was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to love the devil. No, uh, my dad is and was, um, when I knew him, was hanging out with him and shit. I uh, didn't have a choice. I was a kid. Uh, he was a religious fanatic and so, uh, specifically Christian, not that it really matters. He was just a fanatic, uh, the, you know, bad fanatics, those ones. And, uh, so yeah, we weren't allowed to go trick or treating. We weren't allowed to dress up. We weren't allowed to acknowledge that it was even happening. I don't remember even knowing about Halloween. Oh my God. Until like. I'm trying to think of my age, but it was, it was probably, it was probably like eight or nine, maybe, because we were at a church. We always were going to like so many different churches because my dad was like, this one's not holy enough or fucking fanatic enough like I am. So they're not good anymore. And so we would go to the next church. Um, it's probably just trying to see how many kids he could, um, molest in the church and when they were like um you can't like do that here he was like this is bullshit I'm gonna go home and molest my kids bye uh but really they were just like mm, you're not cool enough for us so <laughs> uh coping mechanism um jokes I hope those are funny to you cause they're funny to me but um yeah I remember is this church like you know, having like a church get together or something. I don't know what it was. I don't remember if it was even at the church. I just remember being in this like, I don't know, just this fucking room or it looks like a living room. I don't know, like an open space and everyone from the church was there. And like a lot of people were just kind of dressed up and it was just seemed like a nice, yeah, like a nice little gathering. And people were like, oh, ha, ha, like, this is fun. There's like some candy and the kids are in costumes, like no big deal. Like, obviously it's not a fucking big deal. It's Halloween. Calm the fuck down. So, um, we weren't allowed to do it though. And I remember my dad was like super like offended and just like, oh, you are all evil. And I was like, you molest your kids. Like, I'm pretty sure they're fine. But, uh, and yeah, and then, what was it? I, I remember the year, like the Halloween year before my parents got divorced, my my mom like had distracted my dad or something went down where there was a distraction of some sort. I just remember because it was hush hush, but some of my older brothers snuck out to like go trick-or-treating and I was like this is some bullshit like I want to fucking do it too but I was like probably eight or nine so I don't I don't know I just remember that I don't remember very clearly just that like they got to go sneak out or something and it was like super like 007 no not 007 like Mission Impossible fucking shit like like fucking ninja assassin like nobody knows I'm gone with the wind kind of 
shit, but not the movie, like, Ninja Gone with the Wind, like, they disappear. And, uh, yeah, and then my parents got divorced, and, like, 98, like, February, somewhere early in 1998, and then, like, that Halloween, so I turned 10 in 98, and then that Halloween was the very first time that, like, I got to, like, go to school in a costume, and... Like, I was able to go trick-or-treating, but I don't, re- I, it's weird. I don't remember it very well. Um, but basically, I remember my older siblings, like, having a field day with it. Just It just felt like a freedom day, like an independence day for us. We were like, we can fucking do shit! Like, and we get free candy? What the fuck? Because we grew up really poor, and we weren't allowed anything that might bring joy or happiness. And candy is one of those things. So... Yeah, it was something that stuck with me. Um, And, like, dressing up in costumes. It's where I got a lot of my passion for cosplay, for costuming, dressing up in general, making characters, and creating things came from the fact that I was not allowed (laughs) to do something so simple and innocent as fucking Halloween and going out and getting some fucking free candy. And so thanks dad thanks for the abuse and the manipulation and shit because now i am who i am today because like you wouldn't let me fucking dress up in a fucking costume so thanks love you bye just kidding don't love you hope you rot in hell so (laughs) good times oh so yeah basically every year for halloween i have made a costume of some sort and and i was just every year was just like I couldn't wait till Halloween time. Even as in my 20s, my late 20s, like everything. I'm 31 now. And still, I'm just like, wow, fucking Halloween is so much fun for me. It just, it really does. It it feels like a, a little bit of an independence day for me, personally. Of just, I can finally express myself. And especially with child abuse too, it's like, the world doesn't want to hear anything from you. They don't want to know that you were abused as a child because they can't handle it. It's too much for them. Oh, no. It's like, really? I have to deal with it every fucking day of my life, but you can't deal with the fucking thought of it? Like, I I have the thoughts ingrained into my fucking soul, but you can't fathom the thought of it. It's too much for you. Mm, poor baby. So Halloween just feels like this spotlight where it's like, finally, like, I can express myself when I was held down, you know, by my dad alone for 10 years of my life, basically, where it was absolutely no, not allowed to do this or that. And even for years after that, obviously, like I had to see my dad uh, up until I was 16. And then I cut it off. But, um, you know, it was still like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, like guilt tripped over celebrating it and liking scary stuff and blah blah blah. I'm it's so annoying. I just like I wish I could like remembered some stuff. Although like it wouldn't have worked out that way, but I wish I could have been a badass motherfucker at sixteen and just been like, Dad, you did like the scariest shit to me, so I think I can like dress up as a zombie. Like I'm good. Like remember how you like raped me as a fucking child. Yeah, I think I can fucking fathom and deal with being a zombie. Like, I'm fine. Don't worry. Like, ugh, come on, motherfucker. So, he always, like, scolded me. Try to guilt trip us and stuff like that. And give us little lectures about how, like, ugh, 
it's just so bad. And I just wish you understood. You just don't understand. One day you'll understand. It's like, one day I'll understand that you fucking did shit to me. Uh, yeah, I'll be an adult one day and I'll figure shit out and I will call you out on it later, motherfucker. So, oh, it's amazing that adults or like parents who abuse their kids sit there and go, yeah, I just don't ever think you're going to grow up and like have an adult brain and like, I don't know, realize what I did to you. Um, I really hope that through this little podcast, I can encourage people to realize what's happened to them as a child and stick a big fat motherfucking middle finger to their shitty parents or family members or neighbors or whoever the motherfucking fuckers are who abuse them as a child, whether it happened once or numerous times doesn't matter abuse is abuse and they can all suck a dick in hell forever like a nasty stinky fat one because no one likes that let me just say no one likes that yeah but um yeah god that is this is like um i talk too fast let's do a breather like literally breathe like a deep breath in Oh, I did a mini yawn. That was sharp. I definitely tend to um, talk so fast, especially when I'm the only one talking. Because I also feel like I need to just, like, get all the thoughts out, like, as fast as I can before I have another brain fart. And then uh, I just can't. I don't remember where I'm going. And then it all goes to hell or something is how it feels like it's going in my brain. So... Yeah, every year, Halloween has always been my favorite time. It's always been my time since I I don't have family members at all for, you know, like actual family holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and shit. Um, Ooh, maybe I can talk about how horrible Thanksgiving and Christmas are. Um, for November, December podcast. That should be fun. That'll be fun. Oh my god, that'll be so much fun, guys. Join me for the holiday podcast. It's it's gonna be like a real treat. Oh my god. So like don't cry because it's gonna be so depressing. You're not gonna want to cry. But uh yeah, super fun trying to think of whatever other uh what other stuff I could say for Halloween this is how a co-host would come in handy they would like bring some shit up and I'd be like totally let me go off on that topic hold on um I'm bummed that I still can't or or that like I'm not allowed to trick-or-treat I did actually go because I didn't really get to trick-or-treat even even after all of that. I I think I probably only went like three times. Because um, I feel like it's something for really young kids, like elementary kids. And then once kids get into middle school, they're like, I'm like so way too cool for like free candy. And I'm like, bitch, did you grow up rich? Because I didn't and I want some fucking candy. God damn. Um, and I'm still fucking poor. So I still want some motherfucking free candy. Like shit. I'm like... 
why do I have to be five foot six? Like, if I was five foot, be out trick-or-treating every fucking day. I'd be like, I don't care. Fuck you. I did not have a childhood. Like, give me some fucking candy. I do. I thought it would be interesting for a video to, like, go out in a costume that I did myself. And it's all fun and everything. And But I would want to have a sign that just said, like, I was denied a childhood due to abusive parents. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Give me some fucking candy. I did not get this growing up. I think it would be interesting. Because I see a lot of stuff about, you know, if someone seems like they're too big to be trick-or-treating, too old to be trick-or-treating or something, like, you don't know what that person's story is, like, they might be autistic or something, and that's all I ever hear about it, which, again, is, like, that's why I'm trying to speak up about this so much, because people are very open nowadays or more so not completely but like more so these days about talking about mental illnesses and autism and things like that yet child abuse is still something that no one wants to fucking hear about like no one wants to talk about no stop dampening the mood oh my god why have you bring up your horrible childhood because no one will fucking acknowledge that it fucking happened bitch and the more we don't acknowledge it the more it fucking happens hello like, damn, elephant in the motherfucking room. Ugh. But, yeah, I'm like, I want to go trick-or-treating because I was denied a fucking childhood. Like, let me trick-or-treat. I did go, um, god, what was it, like, oh, it was 2016, shit. I forgot what year it was until just now. It was 2016, I went with someone I used to know, um, they're ended up not being a nice person later on whoopty fucking surprise d um but i did go trick-or-treating with them and i don't like i wanted to like cry the whole time and i would totally go trick-or-treating again but like i hate doing things by myself because obviously like i've been alone my entire life like growing up around all of my family and, and a large number of siblings, literally everyone in my family basically turning a blind eye to all of the abuse and, you know, telling me, why do you have to bring it up? Why are you ruining this family? Why are you, or why are you trying to ruin the family or whatever? So just always growing up, growing up surrounded by people, but then being completely alone simultaneously which is a real mind fuck you're like people are around me but like you are not here with me at all duly fucking noted 20 years later okay so it definitely was nice to go but it was also something where I felt like society and people that I was going to the door were going to shun me at any moment so I was also like I was on edge the entire time, but also secretly being like, yay, oh my god, this is so fucking cool, I look so cool, like, ah, I have a fucking, uh, what is it called, pillowcase, there we go, uh, I got a pillowcase and shit, and I'm just like, trick-or-treating, so cool, god, uh, I wanna, uh, 
I want to start that. Can we start that? Like, trick-or-treating for child abuse survivors. Oh, my God. I would just be crying, like, the whole time, but, like, so happy. Like, to, like, not be alone and, like, trick-or-treating. Oh, my God. That would be, like, amazing. I would love to try to get that going one day. Ugh. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, let me try. And I, we're actually coming to my 10 limit. Try to keep these at 45 minutes to not depress you guys, like, so much. Because that is not the point. The point is not to depress you guys. The point is to spread awareness that this is stuff that is happening on the daily, all over the world, um, in every neighborhood, rich, poor, doesn't fucking matter, is happening everywhere. Let's not even talk about churches yet because those are the worst. One day, maybe next year, we'll bring up church shit and then... (laughs) Gross. That was me barfing. That's what I sound like when I barf. It's super cute. But, uh, hmm, yeah, I just, uh, I want to say, like, I just want people to be aware, but really it's that I need people to be aware. And so many other child abuse survivors need the rest of society to be aware. We need you to open your eyes because what do you expect from us when we're left to fend for ourselves you can't complain when you've left us alone to deal with what I think and believe is the absolute worst sin you can ever do is to abuse a child because oh my god it just it fucks you up for the rest of your life and you have to actively work so hard to try to get on some sort of semblance of normalcy and I absolutely do believe that there is a sense of normalcy because I know that there's like all these memes and shit in the world where people are like No, normal is just, like, a bullshit thing society says. Like, no one's actually normal. Mm, Yeah. Your parents beating you, molesting you, raping you, um, neglecting you, telling you you're a piece of shit is not normal. You getting angry at your parents because they're going through um, uh, puberty and you just don't understand the world. And, like, parents just don't understand shit. That's fucking normal. So, yeah, there is a, a, a normalcy in the fucking world. And abuse is not normal. But when no one tells you that, you don't know it. And then you grow up thinking it's normal. And that's what I did. And I don't want other people doing that. So the awareness needs to be there. It just has to be. Because otherwise the world's going to like burn and... I like being warm, but I don't like being on fire, so maybe you could just not fucking do that. Okay, so on that really happy note, um, I think we're done for now. I hope this spread, I mean, I hope this 
gave you some insight. I hope I answered the questions okay. I'm pretty bad with texts, but I do want to answer questions when people have them. Um, It would be like a thousand times easier if like you were like on a recording or something somehow. I don't know how to do that shit or I don't even know, but like whatever. I'm just saying how my brain works. Not good with text, but I did my best. I hope it helped. And um, yeah, I hope you guys had, have, had a good Halloween. Whether you celebrate it or not, you give two shits about it. Eat some motherfucking candy for me. Um, and I just hope that you're all safe. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.